The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast. I am so excited to have my new friend, Alisa Keaton, Mm -hmm. with me today. Uh, If you haven't heard of the incredible mission that she's on, she is a leading certified wellness professional with more than 20 years of experience in the industry. And back in 2011, the Lord just really challenged everything she was doing. And she set out to launch Revelation Wellness, which is a nonprofit ministry that uses fitness as a tool to spread the gospel. Oh, I just love what you're doing over there. And to date, she has trained, her and her team have trained over 2000 fitness professionals and brought them into the world. And they carry the message of what it means to love God, get healthy, be whole and love others. I just love it. It gives me goosebumps every time. Gives me goosebumps. And those numbers have actually changed. I got to update the bio, but yeah, that's, it's crazy. What are you at today? What do you think? uh, We've trained 3000 and it's been 31 years in the industry. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. I know I'm a dinosaur, but I love it. I'm (laughs) glad I'll go before and and tell you all the things I've learned because I didn't get it right. That's for sure. A lot of, a lot of things I've learned. I think anytime you're breaking into a new area and disrupting yeah. what the what the rest of the world is doing, yeah. there's challenges though, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So take me back to life before Revelation Wellness. What did that mm. look like? Life before Revelation Wellness looked like me striving and trying to oh. earn value and worth and uh, had a body that would respond to fitness. So then that was good. And then I used it to try and gain awards and recognition and control my body. And it's exhausting is what yeah. life was before. Very exhausting. I can and relate to all of that. All of it. And I mean, I want to just say to all of us too, if you've lived through that, shame off you. Yes. And it was a, it was something that was birthed, you know, fitness and health. It was birthed out of it's a good idea. It's wonderful. It's God's idea. Right. He gave us a body. Our bodies are meant to move. Um sedentary is the new smoking, right? Like not moving our bodies. Our bodies don't do well. Our bodies are meant for mobility. And so I just took it too far. And we all did. And I think in the eighties, nineties, I think we're starting to now see it's lovely. I think we're seeing this throw off of diet culture, this like embracing of our bodies, all bodies are good bodies. Like, cause when you are trying to rise to the level of acceptance and you can't meet it, man, the shame that just comes with it. Yes. My body responded to it to a certain level. So that was beneficial for me, but then it just became my idol Yes. And the thing I try to control to earn value, appreciation, and worth. So yeah, and it's so easy for that to become an idol, whether it's the nutrition piece Absolutely. or the the size of your pants or the number Absolutely. on the scale. It's so easy. Yeah, we like control. We like something. We like an outcome that we can control. We just yeah. really do. Like A plus B equals C. We're really happy with that, but 
it's not sustainable when it comes to something as organic as we are it works for math. Like it works for you know, <laughs> science, math, something that can be solid and, and not a living organism, not a living being, then yeah, it doesn't work when we bring in who we are as Imago Dei image bearers of God who are meant for relationship with him first and most. Right. That is being interrupted. Then it's just going to disrupt everything. Yeah. So good. So what was your faith like back then? Mm. Nominal. I was born into a Catholic family and originally I'm I'm Hispanic. So all Hispanic family, big Mexican family. So Catholicism was just a practice or kind of thing we did. I didn't get it. I I mean, it was scary to me having to go and make confession in a booth to some scary shadow behind a box wall. Like it was, I didn't, I didn't like it, but I did it. And then we eventually, my parents left the Catholic church when I was around alone. It was actually because of me. Um, The church didn't give me my communion papers. And my mom was very upset about not getting my (laughs) communion, even though I did all the steps, I should have the papers. And so we left the Catholic church, did nothing for a while. And then my parents found Jesus, because my aunt and uncle who lived three store, uh, three houses down had, had really come to know the gospel. They were, their daughter was, um, out of the Jesus hippie movement, her, their daughter was a hippie that brought Jesus into their home. And they literally had a radical encounter with Jesus in their home. Three houses down, we're living. My parents hear Jesus because they were ready. They needed it. They had a pretty dysfunctional marriage. So I got Jesus there and I knew him, but it was I liked it better, right? I didn't have to go through any hoops or steps. Jesus yeah. is your friend. He's with you. Just so believe good. in him. I was like, great, thanks. I'll put that in my back pocket and go on with my life like a rabbit's <laughs> foot. You know, I'll pull it out when I need it, give it three rubs and hopefully it'll work out. Yeah. So I did that, you know, it was just a nominal thing that I did. It wasn't until I really needed like everything. I had everything on the outside, everything in my life. I did all the things, went to college, got the degree, got married, married a really good man who I knew he'd be successful and, you know, an honest man, but we didn't have any God. And our marriage was coming apart at the seams very early on, like year one. I'm like, we are going to be divorced at year one unless something changes. And it was like, what's wrong with me? That's kept being the thing is what's wrong with me? Whenever I would date men growing as I would, you know, go through college, they would always say that same sentence over and over to me is I can never be enough for you. Like, what is it? It's never enough. I'm like, oh my gosh. So that's something that I had to sit with. And then it was, yeah, nobody can ever be enough. No man can be enough. No yes. Fill that void. So yes. that was the big shift of like the fact that I was, I was treating everything like an idol that I could control. If I could control my marriage, if I could control my body, if I could control my food, like I was just an idol collector. Yes. And then it was all falling apart. And that's when Jesus entered and then it radically shifted. I love that because I think so many people think, and myself included, that, you know, if you show up at church, you're doing everything right. If you believe in a God, but there's such a difference between going through the motions of being a Christian and mm-hmm. having a true relationship with Jesus. So I love yeah. that you talk about that. I do. So, so Jesus shows up mm-hmm. and then he gives you this idea. And so talk to us about what that looked like. Yeah. Well, initially I didn't have the idea. I, I was living kind of compartmentalized. Like I was loving Jesus quietly over here and then going to the gym quietly or, or you know, going to my work here. And, and again, I had yeah. a following. I had a, I had a clientele that was, were you a fitness I instructor? Yes. Were you, I was okay. a personal trainer, fitness instructor. I was, I was a program director. I was in it and I know how to get results. Like I always say to someone, if you want to lose 10 pounds, okay, I'll, I'll write you the formula and yeah. I'll make it happen. 
but it's going to come back. It's not sustainable. It's actually mm-hmm. very detrimental to your health. I just yes. saw the boomerang happening over and over. I'm like, I don't like what I'm perpetuating. There's something's more here. And as the gospel, as I was starting to read the gospel and see myself in a new way, I started to see my clients as more, I started to see them through spiritual eyes. Mm. And I just couldn't, I was starting to get wrecked. Like, I can't keep yeah. doing this. I know there's yeah. more to this or yep, something. I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. And so that was, um, it was one day uh, I had a, was growing, going to church, like early on baby Christian. I had some fantastic community and this was in California and Melinda, this gal, Melinda took my classes and I always had, I always, I do have like, it's kind of the, when I move my body, like I can just, I, it's like chariots of fire. I feel his pleasure. Like, yeah, I feel it. it. And so uh, my classes are contagious that way. And Melinda one day came up to me after a class she was taking, she's the pastor's wife. And she says, you know, Elisa, she's like, God has made you for this. And he makes each of us for something very specific. He's not haphazard. He has this very specific purpose for you, but this is like your thing. You, you need you need to do this, but you know, there is something called Christian aerobics. And she said those two words. And I looked, I like bristled. I was like, oh. <laughs> I said, Melinda, that is stupid. And I will never do that. I will never do that. That's lame. No, but she planted a seed and it stayed with me and stayed with me. And then I, then I just knew, I think he's calling me to do something that's going to feel like Christian aerobics. And, oh, but, <laughs> and I remember finally giving him my, giving him my yes, because he was, the seed was planted and it would just come to me like in the night, just, I would see yes. bodies. I would see the vision of people really unbound and really joyful and fully alive in their bodies. And I would see it. And he'd be like, you want to do that? Do you want to do that? And he would come back again. And I'm, no, 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 no. And then eventually one night I had this sense that he said, Elisa, I am going to do this on the earth. So you can come now or you can come later. There's no, you can come whenever you want, but I am going to do this. Do you want to come now? Right. And man, that got me. (laughs) Yeah. I think it depends on your spirit too, because he knew that I'm, I'm (laughs) hardy. I'm, I'm tough. I have enough toughness to take, like when you go early, you go ugly and mm-hmm. you're going to get hits and you're going to, no one's going to be, going to be misunderstood and you're absolutely yeah. foolish. And it was just the fact that it was, he's always kind of done this. Like there's something down this road. It's going to be amazing, but you got to walk with me. And it's just that I want to know what's there. I want to know what's there. And so I, I gave him my yes. And then it just all began to unpack where uh, the Bible scripture was coming at me and I would, I would see it and started writing some curriculum, started uh, getting a program together, which is now my book that's called The Wellness Revelation. Back yeah. then it was called Another Name. You have and, it right here. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's like a book workbook to help people work through a, a gospel lens for so their bodies. Good. Yes, yeah, so. so good. You know, every person in my life that has a successful ministry like yourself has a story of that seed being planted and there be like, okay, God, I'll do anything else, but that that's anything. what I don't want to do. And that totally, totally. <laughs> Isn't that don't, interesting? Well, I always don't tell them what you will never do. Cause that's what you're going to do. Or so like, if you're like, you know, just take that, like say whatever it is you think you will never do. And I guarantee you something will come. It's so true. It's so true. I never thought I would be, you know, sharing my body image journey with the world, but here we are. Praise God. We need it. So talk to me about this book that you just brought up, which I love. It is so good, but talk to me about the process of just unpacking so much of this stuff as you're writing it and like how the Lord's just showing up. 
Yeah. I took what I knew, you know, there's always a kind of program design. If you're going to start with a client, like how would you begin with someone? Um, and, and that book really is about just walking people through a process of eight weeks of, of what it looks like to start where we are and yeah. move through some transformation that is, you might not lose any weight. And I have to be real yep. con- honest with you. You might not lose not a darn thing, but would it be worth it if you gained all the freedom, if you felt that's yes. why the subtitle of, of the book is lose what weighs you down so you can love God, yourself and others. Like there's a weight that people yes. are carrying that we're trying to unpack. And that, that book works through it and you get questions. There's the, you know, re- you renew your mind with some word and then respond with some questions. And re- you, there's also a reciprocation kind of looking at how the whole point for us, the reason God gave us a body is so that love can be made seen and known. So you have yes. the ability to display his glory and to do the thing. Obedience requires a body. Yes. <laughs> it can't just be a thought like, well, that's a nice thought. No, you actually have to now go do that. And I think right. that's the breakdown. So my hope is with that book is it helps people to deal with their mind, to deal with their emotions on a pretty, uh, it's, a, it's a really good book for everyone to just get going. It's mm. just about food. We don't call one food good, one other food bad, but yes, we look at amen. which food can require, we'll just give you better energy um, than, than others. So you just, all energy is energy, but how you choose to use it is really your freedom, your call, but everyone has to just be ready and aware of that. So I help. Yes. I, we do we do stuff too that's very practical as well throughout the book. Yes, I love it. And there's so many things that can distract us mm-hmm. and keep us from like what the Lord's called us to do, right? And yeah. so many women especially are just like obsessed with the number on the scale or the pant size or whatever it is. And there's, I mean, you think about all the thoughts I know I had before the Lord kind of healed me in this area. Like, of course I was distracted from what my purpose was because I was so tied up in what I thought I should be, what I thought I should look like for the world. Right. And yeah. And I love to to kind of unpack this if I can, for a second, sitting with this for a minute, for a while I have been this whole idea of body, especially for women, our bodies feeling wrong. Like I think that comes mm, yes. really early on. Even when I was, you know, had, when I say I had the, the body on the outside, I still didn't have, like, I had no breasts. So I went and got breast implants, which sure. eventually I removed. Like I, you, you never feel like you're enough. I don't care. Absolutely. Ask the most supermodel in the world. Even she says, Oh, I have the, it's so right. weird to me. So you have to back it all the way up. So back, I always look through the gospel lens. In the beginning, God created the earth and everything was good, very good. He called yes. everything he created and our bodies included. And we lived in harmony with God and relationship with God and we tended the garden and that's what we were meant for. And then yeah. we and we were to rest. Our work comes from rest. But then when the serpent enters, here's the thing, God God designed it all. Even the serpent being here was Mm -hmm. part of his design. It wasn't like all of a sudden the enemy somehow got into God's plan. No, God had a plan and he knew as as a serpent would be here. Because that's why he told Adam and Eve, hey, subdue and have dominion. Those words subdue and have dominion, those are fighting terms. Those are war terms. Take captive, tread down, scrape out, take out the trash, right? If anyone's had a garden, you got to prune it take out the trash. Not always going to look pretty. It might be messy, but it's still good. And so that was his, his command to us, subdue and, and take dominion. But then a serpent comes up, a cunning one who starts to whisper things, suspicions against God. I think it's Oswald Chambers who says that, um, that, that suspicion of God's goodness is like our first propitiation. Uh, mm. 
towards sin, if we're just suspicious that I don't know if he's good, and that's how the enemy talked to, to us. And we we took the bait, right? He offered us something pleasurable to look at, look at how pretty this is. And we, of course, was also the one thing God says, don't have that. So we focus on what we can have, right? That's just so true. Like talk about yeah. diet culture. You right. can't have it. Now I want it, right? Instead, right. we're supposed to focus on everything we do have. But when we start to look at what we don't have and our little free will goes, mm-hmm. I wonder what that's there. I wonder if I could do that. But when we did you know, take the temptation and, and had what we weren't to have, the knowledge of good and evil, which we were never meant to know, right? Like right. who wants to know the knowledge of good and evil? That's too much. We're not right. made to know that. God's meant to know that. That's why he's like, you don't need to know that. That's too heavy and hard for you. Everything else, tree of life, totally yours. Eat from that. Yes. So when we ate from the tree, we weren't supposed to, The know- that we wanted that knowledge. The first thing we see, the first effect not consequence of sin, but the first effect was that Adam looked at his body, looked and was ashamed. He now yes. saw himself completely different before right. he was naked. His body, he's like, there was no such thing as a body shame or having a body image. I mean, I think he was right. just like, I'm the image of God. How cool is this? I reflect, right. this is amazing. But sin came and the first effect, the very first, not hiding, but the fact that we saw ourselves ashamed with a lens of shame, something was wrong now with this. Oh my gosh, I'm naked. This is not good. Then we hid and then we lied and then we blamed and then all the other things. And then God hands out consequences for sin. First of all, he curses the enemy, which I love that. And if you go back and read in Genesis three, he curses the enemy, but he doesn't curse us. He says yes. to the serpent, cursed be you, cursed are you all days. You will sliver on your belly and you will you know, eat of its, eat the dust and yes. he will crush your head. You'll nip his heel, that whole thing. But then he says, and to the man, you will, he doesn't say cursed are you, he just says, now you have a consequence. Life is going to be hard. You're going to work the bra, you're going to work hard and things are going to produce thorns and thistles, which really is what makes men more prone in sin towards apathy towards kind of just plugging out, you know, video games, like they're tired. They work really, really hard. And so they pull, they want pleasure. If I work hard and have pain, then I want pleasure. And then that's where we see pornography or addictions. Things happen, homes break down. Mm -hmm. And then women, for us, the consequences, your desire will be for your man. He'll rule over you and he won't have eyes for you. Mm. And that, and that's why our, so women, we're more prone to body image because we want someone to see us and it's the men we want. See me. Do you see me? Look at me and tell me I'm beautiful. But if we don't get it, then we'll do whatever we have to do. I don't know if you've seen that. Have you watched the documentary on Victoria's Secret? I have not. I have, I've seen the trailer, mm. but I haven't watched it. Every woman who's here, really, you should watch it. You will be like, oh, it's just alarming. And it shows you how, how sin plays itself out yeah. in, in our, in our way that we see our bodies. And, but anyway, so I think this, this is, this is a universal thing and it, it started way back in the beginning. It's the first, very first thing we felt as humans apart from God, something's wrong with this. Yes. And then we're all looking back to get to that tree of life. Yeah. And then just how much, especially women are bombarded with these messages of, you know, thinness is the only thing that's valued. 
Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I really, though, I really feel, maybe I'm just seeing it ahead of its time. I feel like it's going away. I, I see this more. It's definitely being disrupted. Right. It's definitely being disrupted with even the plus size uh, mannequins in, and it's weird to say plus size, like just bigger size, different body shapes are being displayed more. And that's just, it makes my heart happy because I know it makes God's heart happy. We say in revelation wellness that your body gets to be any shape or size you want it to be as long as you have the heart God wants you to have. Oh, that's so good. So it just, and he doesn't, he's like, yeah, okay. Your body's bigger. How's your heart? Yeah. All right. You're you're smaller, right? How's your heart? Like it's because from our heart flows our life. Everything comes out of what are my motives? What do I really want? So so it'll all work itself out. It's so good. I love it. So then talk to me about the the evolution of what Revelations Wellnesses live like. Because first you just set out educating people. Mm-hmm. Now you have this amazing program where you train other fitness instructors to be Revelation yeah. Wellness instructors. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's like training. Yeah. It's like, I see like, you know, David's mighty men as he's training like the levels mm-hmm. of his army. Like that's what it reminds mm-hmm. me of. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Thank you. No one's ever said that. It's a good vision. I... Yeah, I think I I started and I saw that people were resonating with it. They wanted the mish the message more. Yeah. So I would, you know, teach more and and I taught classes. My classes blew up initially. They just blew up. I would have like 60, 70 people in a class. I'm like, okay. Where were you and teaching I, the classes? I was teaching at my my church at, at this okay. time, my local church. Um, it was hard to get going at first. They were resisting. This was uh 21 years ago. No, was yeah, 2000, 2001. Okay. It was harder. It was harder to get something going back then. And, you know, they just kind of didn't see it, but God provided and that door opened and people started coming and it blew up. And then I knew I'm only limited. I'm one person. I can't, there's gotta be other communities where people need this. So I'm going to have to teach teachers. Uh, And that's really the discipleship model is you teach what you know, and then they teach someone else what they know. And I, I, I don't know, something in me said, I'm going to have to do that. And then I sat down and just started writing curriculum by God's grace. It's so funny. Um, my very first job, and I didn't realize this until I realized, oh, I'm supposed to teach. I got to teach this to others. Wait a minute. Cause I'm like, how do I teach others? And then I thought, wait a minute, my very first job at the rec center, I used to work at Costco, which was then called price club. Do you know that that, that was once called price? Club? I did Jenner, not know that. Okay. Jen, I'm old. <laughs> It's called Price Club. All the Price Club people, let me know. You let Jen know. You remember. But it, it at that time, it just switched to Costco. I had a job there. And this was pre-Jesus. And I, I had to put myself through college. It was hard. College was hard. Everything was yeah. hard. My life was always hard. My home was dysfunctional. I was very much had an orphan spirit. Like, yes, I, I can relate to that too. Yeah. I got to do it myself and buckle up. But I had no no knowledge of God. And, um, I worked at Costco. I hated it. <laughs> I still don't go to Costco this day. My daughter is always like I to Costco. I'm like, I can't, the smells, the sounds, the, ugh. it just felt like a prison. They paid me well, which I needed, but I hated it. Um, and then one day I was so miserable at that job. One day, one of my, my supervisor who she knew I was miserable. And actually I got written up a lot because I would make mistakes because I didn't, I didn't love the job. I was just right. Yeah. When your heart's not in. into it. Yeah. yeah. And one day she said to me, this was seriously, God is so good. And this was pre, pre me knowing him. She said to me, you know, 
you seem to really like this fitness thing. Like you really, it just seems like something you love to do. Is there anything there that you could go do? Basically, she was saying, if you don't leave, I have to fire you. Is there somewhere else you can go? (laughs) And I went back to the desk. And after that conversation, I hung my head. I was like, God, where I was, I don't know. I wasn't talking to God or maybe I was. And I made a phone call to my boss at the rec center where I was teaching some fitness, just starting. Like I was year one, maybe. And yeah. I called that day. She picked up the phone and I said, Kelly, is there anything I can do at the rec center? Knowing that I was going to get paid half as much as I'm getting paid at Costco, but it didn't matter mm-hmm. anymore. I had to get into my sweet spot. I had to get into the thing that would yeah. give me joy. And she said, huh, it's funny you would call today. My assistant just quit. So would you want to be my assistant? It pays half the money that I was making. And I said, I'll take it. I'll take it. And my very first job for her was she came into the desk, she plopped down some materials. She said, okay, I need you to make a manual on how to teach a fitness class so we can, so the fitness instructors we hire Mm. know how to teach. And I was like, okay, how crazy is that? And so then fast forward, that was when I was 22 and now I was 30 or so. And it was time to write this content. I'm like, okay, I think I remember how to do this. I tried, looked everywhere for that clip art manual. Literally it was a manual (laughs) where you went to Kinko's and you Xerox copied and put the little shoe on the cover. Like, yeah, I did all that. Couldn't find it, but I thought, okay, let's go. I can do this again. So that's when I started scaling it to teach others. And that's when you know, that's when you know, like when, you start looking back at like the timeline of your life and you see how the Lord has like trained you and equipped you like every step along the way, even when you weren't walking with him, like that's how much he goes before us. He's so kind. Long before he laid the foundations of the world, he had us in mind. Yeah. He knew. So good. I love that story so much. It's funny. I have a lot of little, (laughs) I can so understand not wanting to go to Costco. I actually love Costco, but all through college, I dated a guy that worked at Sam's club and I still cannot step foot in Sam's club right? because of that. So I get that dissociation. Yes. That's the word dissociation. (laughs) I just floated in there. I'm dead here. Oh, how do I, when, how long till I get out? (laughs) Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So what's next on the docket for Revelation Wellness? Oh, wow. We, I don't, let me ask you, Jen. You tell me. <laughs> we have talk about disruption. I just put out a podcast. Uh, I was listening to it, actually, as I was getting ready to come meet with you to see how it came out. And I was talking about the past, like kind of how we got to where we are as a ministry, which is very much yeah. this. I started, I wrote some curriculum, then I taught some people, and I need to teach other fitness instructors. And we had some retreats events for those instructors. And then we wrote some challenges, which those happen still three times a year. Um, and then we have donors that really help support all the other tentacles of Revelation Wellness, whether it's our podcast, RevWell TV, which is totally free, state of the art, like us. It's we'll amazing. go toe to toe with Peloton or Apple TV any day. Go listen. It's f- totally free, by the way, list gen yes. listeners. And it's, a cr- it's incredible too. Thank you. We love that. So we have Revel TV podcasts, the challenges, um, online workshops, retreats, blah, 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 all that. But COVID really flipped it around. Yeah. And I think we're still, we're just trying to figure out where the floor is. Here's what I, I know the future for Revelation Wellness is. We've been saying it forever and we still believe it, but we're going to show it in more ways is that it's really not about the fitness. It's mm. not about the fitness. Uh, we want to redefine what it means in, in terms of fitness and then blow the box open more for health. I really have, I really have a heart for the church to be well, 
you know, the bride of Christ is bruised and battered and Mm. hurt. She's not doing well. And it's because we have emotional unhealth. We have mental health. There's just, we have not learned we haven't taught people what to do with their bodies and how their bodies are holding pain and holding this negative energy, bitterness, unforgiveness. And it literally, I mean, the science just keeps stacking up. And what makes me crazy is I watch the wellness world that doesn't know God and call it universe and spirituality and all that. Yes. Yes. Doing pretty darn well. Everyone are well. And I'm like, listen up, that stuff belongs to my father. Like part of it feels like someone came in our house and stole this stuff. Yes, and I agree. People on the road like gypsies. I'm like, no, come home. And to it's the opening up house. doors that are just unsafe for people. Oh, it's absolutely. In the last days, people will will want, you know, their own teachings to desire to pursue their passions and itch their yes. ears. Like it's happening. And, and it's hard because it, it, there's truth in it. There's some beautiful truth yes. that they wrap up and then they deliver yes. mysticism and tarot cards and universe. I'm like energy healing, energy healing. And here's the thing I go, energy is real. That is true. Correct. There's energy and God heals, but how they take it off into this, this mystic path. And I know the enemy is just over there. Like a catcher's man. He's just catching them. Yep. Gotcha. 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 And he holds, but here's the bigger story. And at some point, everyone end of your life is coming. Like you can live here and live well, you know, drink your green juice and do all the things, but in the quiet of your heart, where are you going? Like yes. what happens when it's all over? What happens when you're, you will die. Everyone think you're not going to die. And part of wellness is like trying to push back the hands of time, the hands of pain, like yes. they don't want to suffer. And we're actually told in the body of Christ, you will suffer. So the cry, the body of Christ, we have to learn how to suffer well, that yes. feels like the future of revelation wellness. We're just, how do we help people to suffer well? Because it is coming. I've read the book, read the Bible, right? We know this is not, we don't yes. get more popular. Everyone we're not nope. going popular. Nope. We're going to be smaller and mightier. And there will be a shakedown of the fruit that's going to stay. And really God doesn't need a lot of people. He needs the right people. And yeah. where two or more are gathered, you have an army. So it's not about numbers, which is hello translates to what the number is under your feet. It's really not about that. Yeah. Where's my heart? I want to be for God with God. Cause this, this world is transient. Look to the unseen, the, the things that are eternal, not the temporal and what is seen. So I think that's our future is how do we continue to create space for people mm-hmm. who are believers in God, in, in Christ to find a place, but also those who have searched in other places and have been led down paths of destruction. Cause that's the truth too. Those paths go, they start out really fancy and, you know, and pretty without God and kind of, oh, I have some control, but they're dark. They eventually, because the enemy's plan is still the same. Kill, steal, destroy. Yes. Kill, steal, destroy one day at a time as they go down their wellness path without Jesus. So I think the church, my church, we are sitting with all this revelation. We know this yes. God. Yeah. Let's do the work. Let's get healthy. Let's be whole. Let's work on the health that's in us. When I have a problem with you, there's a problem in me. If we can get leaders to start understanding that there's a humility and there's a teachability. And part of it is you can't, uh, uh, let's, let's talk about it this way, Jen. I hope I'm not boring you. No, I'm so captivated right now. <laughs> this, <laughs> Jesus says, um, to these, the Pharisees say to, G, to say to Jesus' disciples, why yes. does your teacher 
eat with prostitutes and sinners. Yes. And Jesus overhears what they're saying. He goes, well, well, it's the, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick go mm. and learn what this means. I desire sacrifice, not, or I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Yes. And the fact that, and I came to call the righteous and not the sin, or I came to call the sinners and not the righteous. The righteous. Yeah. The sinners are sick and they know they're sick and they come to Jesus. Everyone who's come to Jesus has come because of an ailment. They've come yes. because something hurt, not because life was going great. Right. You don't need Jesus. Yes. You don't need a yes. savior. You don't need yeah. anyone, but something ailed you. Something hurt you that you were like, I'm, I'm a yes, I'm an in, mm -hmm. but that has to be healed. Yes. And a lot of times the, what, what needs healing in us, it's not even accessible in our language. We don't right. have language yep. for it. It is in our bodies. It is pre-verbal. It is back into youth. It's stuff that you didn't, that happened to you before you had a fully functioning formed brain by the age of 25. Yes, and amen. So yes. We have to do that work. And I'm not saying revelation wellness is the only way to do it, but you have to get in your body to do it. To some extent, there has to be some body element involved for real full healing to happen. Otherwise it's very cerebral and yeah. it just doesn't transform. It stays in your cells and then, you know, your soul, which is your mind, will, yep. and emotions, like hold, hold on to all that stuff. And like you, you know, we're three parts, spirit, soul, and body. So, yep. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah, Any last good. thoughts to leave with today? No, I just say to everyone, your listeners, whoever's listening, you're doing it right. Good job. Good job. Uh, I think we're early on in this conversation to some extent about, you know, this, this, bigger picture for the church, for the believer of wellness yeah. and wholeness of mind. And, um, you know, some parts will maybe feel a little uncomfortable. It's because we're still learning how to come back to the very thing we were separated from in the mm -hmm. beginning That's and to good. be with God in our bodies and in our yeah. minds. I, there's more space in you for God. Just continue to make space, like open up. He wants more of you. And yes. I always say following Jesus will cost you everything you never needed. So good. Everything, everything I never needed. I've lost my, yep. Yeah, I never needed a man to really love me or a perfect body it was nice. It was a yes. nice little add on, but it's not what I need. Right. Jesus. Or the striving or the shame or just all of those things that we carry. Absolutely. Would you just pray us out and just release a blessing mm -hmm. over anybody listening today? I would love to do that. I'd love that. Everyone, let's take a, let's do a four-part breathing. <laughs> so everyone, we're going to inhale for the count of four. One, two, hold it. Exhale. Hold it. Inhale real big. And just exhale. Father, we thank you that you are an ever-present help, not just in times of trouble, but in all times, all times. You've been in this podcast. You have been in Jen since she was in her mother's womb. God, you were excited for her and this audience of people who have come to hear her teachings, Lord, and to really to hear you because she's just a vessel. God, I pray for everyone who's listening right now. God, release a spirit of revelation over each person that they would know you more, that they would know who you are and what they are living for, God, in a greater story for their bodies, 
a greater vision for their life. And God, I declare healing and health over their immune system, their neurology, their psychology, their thoughts, Lord, would you interrupt us when we are tempted to think in old ways and without shame, God, you yes, don't shame Lord. us. You just say, Hey, I got something better for you over here. I want to see. So Lord, I pray that each person here has an inquisitive mind, a curious mind to know you more. And although we never get all the answers, we do get more of you. And so more of you in this house right now, God, in this community, more of you. And we look forward to whatever comes next, Lord, that we would be people who suffer well, give us the grace for that. We pray for well-being of soul and mind, body and spirit every listener here. Increase your fame and name on the earth through us as you already are in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Mm. Thank you so much. And if people want to find you or find Revelation Wellness, where can they find you? Revelationwellness.org. Yeah, there's tons of stuff you guys could spend. There's testimonies. Watch the videos because I think there's a lot of information, but watch because we try to show you something more beautiful, show you something to get fall in love with. That is, that's God's fingerprint all over it. So all over there, free stuff over there, the podcast, Revelation Wellness Healthy and Whole, there's all kinds of good stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Jen. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review and subscribe to the podcast and share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.